Okay, we're, la- we're launching in. Well, sometimes our, our sacred readings uh, are, uh, <clears throat> are different than what, what we're studying. But not today. We're going ta- to take a, a slow walk through this scripture again. I'm going I'm to do it in a different version than the version I normally do. And as I said, so we're talking about communication. And at the heart of communication is this word communion. And communion, if you think about it, it means to it, it means with union, right? So all of the all of our words, all of our communication should be unifying, moving towards a greater unifying of one another, or or really, uh, we can put it this way: a greater knowing of one another, uh, because everybody wants to be known, right? To a point, like I want you guys to know just the best of me. Right, but no. Uh, sometimes you, you you find out more about what's not not good in me. But when we when we're in an environment where we can be known and accepted and loved and forgiven for for what what we're known, then uh, that's that's what it's all about, right? And so, what I found is, as I said last week, is through the pandemic, I, I realized that my intimacy uh, still has a long way to go. Do you know that we could really grow with each other? And, and I'm thinking often about the house because the house is the first church. The home is the first church, right? And so all of this pertains to uh, the first church. And, uh, and so last week I wanted to start our communion or our communication with uh, best practices. And the first best practice is to listen. Uh, you never learn anything by speaking. You only learn uh, by listening. And so... If we would stop ourselves more often and say, uh, I want to be a listener, I want to hear your heart, and not just the words, I want to hear your heart. What is it that, that's, that, that's essentially you? Because the heart is the person, right? And so part of our, our theological base is to slow down our lives. Most spirituality, it doesn't happen because we're too fast. We're trying to talk too fast. We're trying to communicate too fast. We're trying to just, you know, like, if you would just understand me. And we can't just understand them. <laughs> we have to take time to understand one another. Okay, so this, is, this was my angst during the pandemic, and, and I've shared some of that with you. So last week we did kind of an overview on listening. And uh, the, the problem with, with sermons uh, is is you hear something you go man that was you know that that's really applicable to my life and now we're on to the next thing. But this isn't an on to the next thing. This is a mastery. Every disciple of Christ, every human, has to master listening. They have to. I mean, it's just like money management. You got to master it. You know, a lot of money. You know, millions of dollars are going to pass through your hands in a lifetime. You got to master it. And so there's no sense just going, oh, yeah, I read a book on money or I read a book on, on communication, and then that was it. Uh, so here, here's uh, kind of our, our theme verse was James 1. It says, dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. So last week, the whole lesson was just listen, be quick to listen, slow down, spend some time listening. Okay, and then today is everyone should be slow to speak. So spirituality that works in communication is a slower communication. And I think, uh, you know, to, to your point, a lot of times when we're upset or feeling 
angry or we're, we're in, a, as, as Tom would put it, passionate. When we're feeling passionate, that's a good time to slow down, not speed up. And the problem with passion is it, it wants to move forward quickly. And what God would have us do is move slower. Okay, so um, our words in our conversations with others are the most direct indication of our spiritual connection with Christ and our spiritual progress and maturity. Let me say that again, because I I wrote that, and I'm like, this is really at the heart of it. Our words in conversations with others are the most direct indication of our spiritual connection with Christ and our spiritual progress and maturity. So if we continue, which, which we do, we've all confessed that I still have trouble with this or that, you know, then what it's really saying is at the heart of where we are right now, we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to do His work. Can we be plain about that? Because I think the Holy Spirit wants to do His work. Now, we have to work with the Holy Spirit on that. And, and the, the reason I get that is in something that everybody's pointed out, and it's kind of my second point here. But Paul puts this don't grieve the Holy Spirit in the middle of these two points about communication that he wants to get across. And what he's saying is this can actually be accomplished. This can be accomplished if you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. So that's my second point, but we'll get there. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to read the scripture one more time in the version I normally read. And this is what it says. You also have a copy. It says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Unwholesome. Uh, the, the, the word there means, it means putrefied. It's, it's like if you see something in the back of your, your refrigerator, and it's all moldy and nasty. And, and my, my wife, she does this to me a lot. She'll, she'll like have a Tupperware, and then she'll lift the lid and say, smell this. It's like, why? Why are you killing me? Just throw it out, you know? <laughs> she, she, you know, I, I, I don't, any other wives around or husbands do that to you, you know, your spouses. It's like, here, smell this. It's like, babe, babe, if, if I have to smell it, just chuck it. Because the last thing I want is that. But anyway, don't let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth. The word there is like that. Don't let stuff that's going to stink. Now, you know that when you open a Tupperware like that, what happens to the atmosphere? Yeah, the atmosphere of your kitchen goes nasty. And this is what happens when our words come out nasty. Not, not just the, the statement is nasty, but the whole thing, it, it starts to mess with the culture of your family, right? Because then, then you get that happening in your family. And, and the Jesus way is to not have that kind of stuff there. And I, I've talked with a lot, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, I'm, I'm in a Christian uh, workplace environment, so people don't curse as much. Of course, when I'm doing counseling or something on the phone, uh, people are in otherworldly environments, and cursing is very much part of what's, what, what's going on. Isn't that right? And it just and it just leaks out everywhere. People are, you know, a lot of times people used to go, oh, sorry, Pastor, I, I didn't mean to curse. It's like, don't, don't sorry me. Don't sorry me. But the, the life of Christ should be such that our words get choicer and choicer, that those words don't even fit in our language anymore. I believe that because that's what happened to me. You know, 35 years ago, I, I used to curse like a longshoreman. 
And, and now, every once in a while, I will curse in my mind. <laughs> but usually, it's because, uh, it, it's, it's, it's because I've allowed myself to be in an environment where there's cursing. Now, he's not really talking about cursing here, but I have seen it. I've seen it in marriage counseling. I've seen people call their spouses curse words. And I'm like, what? My wife would take a baseball bat to me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, we can't use unwholesome language. Now, you don't have to go all the way to some curse word. There's a lot of even more hurtful words that, you know, a curse word can actually be less hurtful than other words. Because when we're fighting like the devil, we can say things, especially if we're in an intimate relationship, that can be so powerfully hurtful uh, because we know where to, to make the dig. And that's really what he's, when he's saying, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. That's got to stop. Now, like most of us, we're like, man, this happens to me every day. How is it I'm going to stop this? Or even as uh, Hector was pointing out, it, it says, you know, get rid of it. It's like, well, I've been trying to get rid of it. How come the trash keeps, <laughs> it keeps accumulating on the floor and I keep getting, taking it out and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back? Well, that's where we get to the, the wonderful mystery part. Now, why do unwholesome things come out of our mouths? Yep, it's the heart. Thank you. <laughs> it's because every one of us has a tainted, broken heart. Isn't that true? You know, the reason, because, you know, we come to Christ and we say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to love like you do. I want to heal people like you do. I want to be a builder. I want to be a disciple that just goes for it. And then we have this stuff that's a problem. We still not like Christ. So Jesus told us, and I'll read this for you. It's in Matthew chapter 11. They were... They were fussing with the, the Pharisees, this group of religious people who thought that you should follow a lot of rules. And then if you follow a lot of rules, then God will love you that much more. And Jesus is like, nah, that's not really how it works. And what they were saying was, you know, you had to make sure that your, your cups were washed just correctly. And if they're washed just correctly, then you're a spiritual person. And Jesus says this. He says, no, it doesn't matter what goes in to a person's mouth, because that's going to get eliminated. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and they defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile the person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. So when we're finding these things in us and we're struggling with them, it's not a words issue, it's a heart issue. And we have to go to the heart. See, a lot of times when we're trying to fix something, bad habits, like, yeah, I always, I always you know, talk like this, it's because we haven't allowed God to work on the heart. And that's where he, he goes in the next part, but I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. So we all have this broken and tainted heart, uh, and all of our communication is a heart issue. Now, we talked about last week that loving... Another person is the best place to step. And, and if we would start every conversation, especially if it's a difficult conversation, by saying, I just want you to know that I love you. Can I practice that again? I just want you to know that I love you. 
when we when we make that statement, we're in, informing both ourselves and and the hearer, because people can't hear without love. I I I I learned that a long time ago. That doesn't matter, and that's why all the television. If you watch any kind of news channel and people are talking about stuff, they don't love each other, so they'll never be able to commune. But as Christians, we're called to commune with one another. We're 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 called to that. So. Communication is a heart issue. Um, Now, one of the reasons that we don't allow this love to happen is because we're afraid. You know, we're somehow we're we're when especially we're back to conflict, and we'll talk about conflict when we get in in a week or so. But really, most conflict has to do with either losing control, or being afraid, or feeling like you're not loved. Right? And so if, I, if I'm trying to talk to you and I'm going, man, but you need to know this. That's not our role, is it? You know, if somebody says, hey, do you know more about this than I do? Or, you know, or, or what's your perspective on this? This is great. And see, I have a problem with this because as a pastor, of course, you know, I'm reading and, you know, studying all the stuff. I want everybody to know everything I know. And now other people are like, I don't care. I'm like, what? I'm losing control. And usually in a conversation with another person, uh, it can be control. Or maybe, maybe they have more information than you're ready for, and then you get afraid. You know, it's like, oh, man, I should, I should know this. Um, and so th- there's a lot of dynamics to the, to the heart issue. It's not just, you know, that our hearts are corrupt, but our hearts are actually very, very fragile. We're afraid of what you might say. And, you know, anybody in this room could easily wound me today, right? You, you, could, you know, after church, you could say, you know what? You know, I totally disagree with everything you said today. And tell you the truth, that was the worst sermon I've ever heard, right? I mean, it, you could say that. And I would have to deal with that, wouldn't I? Okay, we do that to people all the time, <laughs> not just pastors. Uh, so anyway. Are you guys with me? That's a heart issue. So you've got a problem. Me too. So um, words, a lot of times we hurt because we're hurting. And I, I remember uh, my, my oldest son, we adopted our oldest son uh, when he was like two and a half years old. He, 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 the, most of the words that he knew were curse words because he'd been in seven foster homes before that. And, and people would curse at him. And I remember before we were supposed to go to a, a church meeting that wasn't our church. Our church, you know, hey, whatever. My kid's cursing, you know. We're, work, we're working on it. But it was another meeting at where uh, Jenny was working at the Baptist church. And it wasn't a good day for little, little Robert to be cursing. And so... I remember the wisdom of my wife in a moment because he was having like a cursing fit. And he, he was, you know, he was doing it. And Jendi, she just looked at him and she said, Robert, did somebody use those words in a mean way to you? And he, and he just, you know, he's only two and a half, but he had already internalized a lot of pain. And he said, yes. And he said, Mommy and Daddy are never going to use those words with you, ever. And so you don't need to ever repeat them again. And from that moment, he didn't say, he never cursed again. 
until he became an adult. Now he curses all the time. So anyway, <laughs> that part I can't help. But <laughs> from 2 to 16, uh, anyway, I'm working on it. Uh, he is too. All right. But I, I just know that all of us have that. You know, people have hurt us, and it's easy for us to allow that unwholesome talk to come out of our mouths. Okay, but then he says this other thing, and, and this, this is like a whole lifetime in itself, this wonderful statement. But only speak what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, so that it may benefit those who listen. Do you imagine if we mastered that? Can you imagine what, if everything we ever said was like making people go, wow, I feel so good. I am so happy I, I ran into you today. Because everything you did was to, to build me up, okay? But this isn't an ideal. This is supposed to be a Christian reality. It really is. That when we talk with one another, we should, be building, we should be thinking, build each other up. Which brings him to the second part. He says, then don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you're sealed till the day of redemption. Now, why I think he put this in the middle was that all of us have admitted that we struggle with our mouths. However, God has given us power to overcome our heart and our mouths. Do you know that? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How? By the Holy Spirit. And when he says, you know, when I was reading this whole thing with the do not grieve the Holy Spirit... Can you imagine that each time, uh, each time we speak in a way that's unwholesome, that the Holy Spirit goes, "Ow, ouch, ah, oh, really? Is that how we're going to do it?" <laughs> right? And, and and so I wanted to talk about this for you know how how does God how does the Holy Spirit construct us? Um, he begins by saying. Uh, that it says that you've been sealed. Okay, and and what what that means is that you've been you know this is a secure thing. God is going to carry us through. But it's also man, I tell you, sometimes we don't feel like we have the power to overcome what's happening inside of us, and we actually do. We actually have the power of Jesus through His Holy Spirit to get rid of stuff add stuff, and so forth. Um, now, how does he do that? When, when you feel grieved, uh, you, you know, you, you know when, when you get this thing, and I, I hope this happens to you, there's usually this sense of conviction, like I've done something wrong. Have you ever said something and then felt bad that you said it? Yes, everybody? Okay, good. We're all on the same planet here. Okay, when that happens, that's an indication of the Holy Spirit convicting you, saying, I want to change you here. And He wants you to spend a little bit of time thinking through why, what, what, what was happening in your heart that caused you to want to express yourself that way. Does that make sense? And see, all conviction of the Holy Spirit is, is for that purpose. It's for us. It's, it's like one of those lights on the dashboard of your car. It goes red or yellow, and you're like, what's that? More oil. I should pay attention to that. Otherwise, I'm going to burn my car out. And when we feel conviction of, of the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to look at that and go, what is that? 
and then backtrack. And this is where a slow down spirituality makes the difference. You have, you, and you know, and I think one of the reasons that a lot of Christians don't grow, or why we don't grow, I always like to put those other Christians, whoever they are, um, is because we don't we don't slow down our life long enough to be able to to evaluate what's going on. Okay, so if you've been convicted by that, um, then the Lord wants you to say He wants you to pray and say and get clarity about what this is about. Okay, I know it, it, it actually takes a maturity to, to go in that direction. Okay, so here's the bottom line with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Jesus living in you so that you can be Jesus. That's what a Christian is. He's a little Jesus. And what did Jesus do? It says that he went about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed by the devil. So what did he do? He went around, when we look at the life of Christ, he went around, he was healing a bunch of people. So our words are about healing. We should be thinking, who can I heal today? Now, I'm not going to heal them physically, maybe, but who who is wounded in their heart that you know? Everybody. Okay, so who needs a good word from you, Jesus, little Jesus? Everybody. Who should we start with? Well, you can start with yourself. That's always good. And I do. When I'm feeling bad, you know what I do? I say, Lord, who am I? He says, you're a child of God. Really? I'm a child of God. Yes, and you're loved by me. What? And I gave my son to be sacrificed so that you wouldn't have to feel guilt and shame and pain for all the sins you did. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I have a great plan for your life. Wow, that's really good. And, and I'm not done with you yet. That's what Jesus tells me. Now, who else needs to hear that? All the people around you, because they all feel the same way. Okay, so I won't belabor it, but when... when go ahead, Tom. According to their needs. Tell somebody something that'll benefit them, but maybe it's not in the right way or the right time for them to hear that or whatever the deal is according to their needs. And that's when the Lord needs to really be telling you, sit down and shut up, Tom, which he does to me frequently. So that's what you know. I love that. I think everybody gets, I get how Yeah. Well, and that's and that's what he's saying here. Is like we we should be aiming towards meeting the needs of others with our communion with one another. And if people don't get it, let's just say there's people out there that don't get it. Right? You're watching the news and you're like, these people don't get it. Then the Holy Spirit in us is, you should pray for those people. You should pray that they get it, and you should pray that you get it. Because when we get to heaven someday, we're all going to go, hey, I didn't get it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, uh, of all the knowledge, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I, I am ranting. You got me ranting now. It's all your fault. <laughs> but of all the knowledge that anybody can know in all of the world and what's emerging, how much do we really know? Not much. So it's better to be humble and pray than to do that. Okay, so let's get to my third point. 
how to be a builder. Because this word, he says, in order to, he says, uh, that it may benefit those who listen. And then he goes on, he says, get rid of this rage and bitterness. And, that, and we could spend all day talking about those things. Um, but he talks about that it may build others up according to their needs, what you said there. And so our role as, as humans is actually to be builders of people. That's what Jesus did for us. That's what he does for us. And so um, one of the best ways we can do it, that is to speak healing words to them. Every single person here actually needs uh, healing words. Now, I know I said macho men. We don't need it that much. But I'm telling you, I know how important it is uh, for all of us to hear that you you are loved and that you are cared for and that you're okay and that you're you know we accept you just as you are and you don't have to you don't have to worry about those other things so i i put down um the this last thing i i uh because with all all points of reference like this that we're talking about in in these scriptures the disciple has to practice it. I want to be, you know, when, when I'm old and you guys are doing my funeral, I'm, I want him to say, you know what? He finally got that verse out of Ephesians. Remember that one that says that he didn't let any unwholesome talk? Every time I heard that guy speak, it was wholesome. It wasn't unwholesome. It was, it was fresh stuff, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't that old Tupperware, right? And, and that he was always trying to encourage me and, and connect me with Jesus, you know? I, I, I want to be that guy. And I need all of us to be that guy and that gal because the world is breaking faster now than ever. People are losing understanding of their identity. And in our homes, right, and with our kids, with our, with our wives, our husbands, we need, the, we need to have those healing words. So I gave you guys something to practice this week. Are you ready for your practice? This is your work. All right, last week I gave you something. This week I will too. Like with all things that we want to accomplish, we actually have to aim at it. That's the problem with a lot of sermons. You're like, man, that's a great application, but I got to aim at it. So here's the question. Who are you going to spend time building this week? (laughs) Put down one person. This is your... This is your exercise. Uh, it'd be nice if they live if they're under your roof. That would be helpful. If not, uh, there's still plenty of people out there. Um, right now, what specifically do they need to hear? Where where are they feeling insecure right now? Where are they feeling weak? Where are they feeling lacking courage? What do they need to hear? And then. Let's talk about you, because since our hearts are broken as well, what words do you like or need to hear for yourself? Tell someone. You know, there's, a, you know, there's certain keys to our hearts, and part of our communication is expressing, you know, it really helps me when you say this to me. You know, spouses, that's a good thing, if you, if you got that going on. Uh, just ask them. And then last but not least, uh, what constructive words is Jesus speaking to you? He's always saying something good. Do you know that? If you hear a voice that doesn't have some point of encouragement, it's not Jesus. 
Jesus is always saying, I am back. I got you, man. I got you. Okay. Got it? All right. That's your, that's your homework. Um, I want to, it would be great after you've blessed one or two people, think about blessing some more. Because we, we got a lot, of, the, the church has a lot of work to make up. <laughs> we, we've, we've been out of it for a while. We've been on pause, a lot of people, not that we have in our spirituality. Um, but this week, I want us to practice this verse in our communication. And when you see the unwholesome stuff come out, if the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you, then say, Holy Spirit, please convict me. You know, get, get me to that place where those thoughts are going towards healing rather than hurting. And with that, I will close this in prayer this morning. Yay. Okay. Well, Lord, we are thankful for your word. Gosh, these three verses is, is probably a lifetime practice for all of us. And yet, uh, you have called us to, to a higher place. And uh, I, I pray that y- you would uh, teach us how to make this practical in a day-to-day point, and that we would take the time to cultivate building others around us. We thank you for so many I, I know in this room and uh, online that are already doing that. Uh, I'm not uh, not even for a moment uh, thinking that uh, our spiritual community doesn't do that. Uh, but as in all things, Lord, there's places we need to grow. And uh, we pray that you'd uh, empower us by your Spirit to accomplish uh, these words in our hearts and in our lives this week. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Everybody good? Any final words, comments? questions or prayer requests. We're, we're still praying for many people. Uh, I won't sign off yet. How, how's everybody doing on Zoom today? You guys good? Good to see you. All you wonderful people out there. Love you. Okay, well, we're going to sign you off then. And we're going to... Uh, Caesar, I don't know what he's cooking today, but it smells good. And... Uh, I hope to see all of you soon, and uh, we'll we'll, uh, see you next week. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.